0: Romans chapter 12, verse number one says this I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He gets into this passage in, in the Apostle Paul. He's writing to a church. Is anybody in here like church? we love church can you just say it out loud can you say i love church church. say it if you mean it i love church we love church we love to come to church we like church potlucks raise your hand you like church potlucks we like church events church functions y'all come to church on Sundays many of you come to church on Wednesdays some of you show up during the week to see us for some reason you come you come every day you love church you give to church you go to church you serve at church your life is all about church 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 how many of you grew up in church that's right, it's all about church. Grew up in church, we love church. In this passage in Romans chapter 12, the Apostle Paul, he's talking to the church at Rome and he says, he says to them, I beseech you therefore, brethren. He's saying, church, I've got a message for you and I, it's not a message that he's really like beating them over the head with, okay? That's not, that's not the way the, the Bible should be used. It's not just uh, something to hit people with. It's not something to... to uh, be so harsh with, but he says, I, I've got something to tell you and I'm, I'm pleading with you to listen. I want you to listen to this message. This is an important message. I beg you therefore, brethren, I beseech you. And he gives a reason. Why is he begging them? He says, by the mercies of God. He says, for what God has done for you. God has been merciful to us, okay? Uh, We deserved punishment for our sin, but there was a God that cared enough about us sinful people that he would come in our worst day and he would die for us. And he was buried and he rose again from the dead. And he says, listen, because of what God has done for you, because of who called you out, because of who saved you, I've got some things to tell you, all right? See, the church is called out. Did you know that? I, I want to, before I, I finish teaching through Romans 12, I want to point out a passage in Matthew chapter 16. Jesus was asking his, his disciples an important question. He said, whom do men say that I am? This Matthew 16 and verse 13. Uh, and he, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, verse 13. He says, uh, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say, thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? He asked them an important question of belief. He asked them an important question of faith. And he said, hey, who do you think that I am? Jesus. Here's what Peter answered in verse 16. Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter answered in faith, believe that Jesus was the sent one of God, the one that was promised to take away the sins of the world, the son of the living God. And in verse 17, Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. You have the right answer. And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's in this passage where Jesus, uh, he uses the word church. He talks about this group of people. And I want to point out today, and this is so important uh, for the graduates, it's important for the church that we know that a church isn't simply an event you attend on Sundays. Church isn't simply a place where your friends are at, okay? Church, this church that Jesus said that's built upon the foundational truth that He is the Christ, the Son of the living God, this church that the gates of hell won't prevail against, that that, that nothing can stop, this church, He used a special word. He used the word ecclesia. Ecclesia. That word is a Greek word that is two parts. Now, let me just, I don't want to lose anybody yet here, but it's two parts. It's so important for this message. Two parts. The first word is ek. It just means out of, okay? The second word is kaleo. It means to call. The idea is he said, I am going to build my church, and then when he said the word church, he said, I'm going to build the called out ones. I am calling people out, and those are going to be my people. Well, when we when we're in Romans chapter 12, he's talking to these brethren. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, you you called out ones. I I beseech you therefore, the church, by the mercies of God, because of what God did for you, present your bodies a living sacrifice. He says, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He says, I'm begging you to give yourself to God. I'm asking you, church, because you're called out, because of the mercies of God, you have a, a responsibility, you could say an obligation, you could say a character trait, and that character trait is that you make a conscious decision to not be a part of the world, but to be a follower of Christ. You understand? It's a conscious decision. My message title today is simply this. It is unsubscribe. Uh, how many of you like to browse YouTube from time to time? Anybody in here like YouTube? Some of you are like, I don't know if I should say I like YouTube. Every one of us, if you, ever, if you own a computer or an iPad or a phone, you've seen a YouTube video, okay? We see them, they go viral. But when you're on YouTube, uh, there's this feature that every YouTuber and everybody wants to be a YouTuber these days, right? Is anybody secretly, wouldn't that be cool to be a YouTuber? Secretly. Come on. Okay, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Listen, when you're a YouTuber, when you're making these videos, every video you watch, they say, please click below and subscribe to my channel. What that means is they're asking you to say, hey, deliberately choose to enroll yourself in my content. Deliberately choose to subscribe to what I have to say, to my point of view, to what, what it is I'm pumping out there. When we get to Romans chapter 12, Paul is talking to a church, the church that Jesus saved, the church that Jesus died for, and he's pleading with them, because Jesus died for them, I've got some things for you to do differently. He he says, I plead with you by the mercy of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Verse number two, he says, and be not conformed to this world. My proposition to you today, I'm only going to spend a few minutes, I have a message with two points, and that's it. Just two, all right? I have a message with two points, and my proposition to you is that you should simply decide, as a Christian, that you are going to unsubscribe from what the world is trying to get you to value, believe, and do, and you should recommit yourself to Christ, okay? That's the point of my message. Let me explain this to you. There is a world outside of this place outside of what we believe, that is anti who you are. Some of you are going to go to colleges that aren't Christian schools, and I'm not by any means ever condemning you for doing that, but I want to prepare you for the fact that there are people there that want to conform you. They want to take your little brain, and they want to teach it what they believe. They want to take you, and they want to conform you. The Bible is warning against this, that there is a world out there that has a way of life that is anti- anti, I mean opposing, the opposite of who you are as a called out believer, as a Christian. Then I, I want to point out to you the fact that this world out there, the, the way of thinking, the way of living, the culture, what we see on the news all the time, that way of doing things is different than who we are as believers. Do you understand that? Y'all with me? It is different than who we are. The Bible's full of caution and warning. In 1 Peter 5, verse 8, the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. It means pay attention. Don't just go along without looking around and knowing your, your circumstances. He says, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Every single one of us has an enemy out there that is scheming through the culture, through the entertainment, through the beliefs in the world, and it's trying to change your thinking. But in the Bible, the the Bible says in Romans 12, don't be conformed to this world, meaning do not allow it to conform you. What it's saying is you've got to form your own boundaries that say, I am not going to participate anymore. I'm unsubscribing from the way that they're telling me that is normal for life. I'm not going that route anymore. And I'm going to give you today two reasons why you should unsubscribe. And when I say unsubscribe, I'm encouraging you today to stop following the world's way of life. That means you're consciously deciding to stop listening to its influences, its entertainment, uh, to, to just decide that if Jesus called us out, that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be called And I can't wait for Pastor Tony's message series starting next week because the whole theme is this. It's called Different because Normal isn't Working. There is a way of life that's out there, and it seems to be okay sometimes, but it catches up with you, and there's a lot of pain and heartache. And the point of my message today is to say, God has a different way for us, and we should be okay with saying no to this way and yes to His way. Why do we unsubscribe? Here we go. We're going to go into two points. You ready? Point number one, we should unsubscribe because of who we follow. We as Christians are not the same as the world. You understand? I I want to speak to those of you that are graduating, those of you that are teenagers in here, because I had a problem when I was a teenager. I had a lot of problems when I was a teenager. Thankful my mother is not watching this. Um, I think my dad may be watching today. But I had a lot of problems when I was a teenager but there's one problem that caused me the most pain. There's one problem that made it made all my other problems a little bit worse. I was a Christian. I trusted Jesus when I was 12 years old. Now, I remember I, I, I was at a, in a pastor's office, and he explained to me what Jesus did for me. He explained that uh, Jesus died on the cross for my sin. And I, I, that was the first day I realized that it wasn't just that Jesus died, like it was a thing, a fact, but it was for me, that, that I was deserving of punishment for my sin in hell, and Jesus died in my place. And I, I remember praying, I said, Lord, the best way I know how, I pray you'd save me. So I'm 12 years old, I, I, I was saved. I knew I was saved. I knew I was a believer. I, I was part of this family of God, right? Anybody glad to be part of the family? Part of the family. We are part of the family, saved, but my problem was I wanted to be part of the family every time I went to my youth group. I wanted, to, I, I wanted to hang with my friends. I, I, I love the Bible studies. I love the songs. I believed all that stuff, but I also wanted to be part of everything else going on at my high school. I, I, I played on the football team, and uh, I, I wanted to fit in. Does anybody understand the pressure of wanting to fit in? That is exactly what the Bible is describing in Romans twelve two. that word conformed. There is this pressure all around us. Whether And this doesn't matter if you're in a Christian school or a public school or if you're at your job, you're old and have a career, or you're retired. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your age or your circumstance. When you're in the world, which is where we live and this planet earth, it is compressing you. It is trying to conform you. There is a pressure to fit in, and it's strong. And I remember as a teenager, I just, I wanted to enjoy the music that my friends listen to. I wanted to do what they did. I wanted to be invited places where, where they were going. I, I wanted to be part of this group, but I also wanted to be part of this group. But what I want to tell you today is God doesn't call, call us to be part of two groups. You are part of the family of God. And one of the things that it, it makes you stand out is because you follow someone different. See, the world's obsessed with likes and follows. Like me, follow me, follow me. Um, uh, one of my favorite jokes is, if you wanna follow me, this is what I look like from behind. Uh, it's, it's a great joke. I heard it from a comedian, it's like, look at this, you wanna follow me, this way, follow me. We all follow somebody, we all are following. You have YouTube channels you subscribe to, you have people's Facebook pages you like, you have friends you wanna be like, you have, uh, in your career, you have people you aspire to uh, Im- imitate and emulate. The thing is, we're all following. We're, we're followers. Even, even the best leaders are followers. But as a Christian, are you following Jesus? That is what sets us apart. See, when you follow one person, that means you automatically have to say no to following someone else or something else. Seventeen times in the New Testament, Jesus said, follow me, follow me, follow me. Matthew 4, 19, he saith unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. These men were out there doing their job. They were, had this task. They were fishing. And he says, listen, follow me. He, he literally meant put down what you're doing. Change your values, your priorities, and prioritize me. Imitate me. Do what I do. Learn from me. In John 10, 27, he talks about Christians, us. said, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. It is the quality, it is the character trait of a Christian, just at their very core, that we follow Jesus. That's who we follow. You with me on that? Listen, we don't want to waste our time here, right? We we came here because there is a God who came down from earth. He's Jesus Christ. He died, was buried, rose again, and we're saying we follow that guy. Any of you that were baptized, that's what you're saying up in that baptistry. Listen, I have an old life that was passed away. I've got a new life in Christ, and I'm following him. That's what we do. That's who we are. We imitate him. We desire to live as he lived. We study his actions. We study his attitudes. His priorities become our priorities. We follow his example. And built into this core truth that uh, following Jesus is this other thing. If you're following Jesus, that means you're not following the world. You are unsubscribed. You have to make a conscious decision to say, man, if I... You have to count the cost otherwise of following Christ. You say, if if I'm going to be a Christian... I have to decide what I'm not gonna be. Christians have to make that decision. Jesus prioritized that it was more important for people to follow him than it was to, to go bury somebody. He said, Let the dead bury their dead. He, he talked about following him, and he talked about uh, one, you know, once you've kind of put your hand to the plow, you just keep going. You, you choose your direction and you go that direction. And my problem was in high school that I wanted to go two directions. I wanted to be on two different teams. And it's like, I remember playing football and we all would stand on the sidelines, right? And uh, some of us stood on the sidelines more than others. I had my fair share of both on the sidelines and playing, but we all stand on the sidelines with our team and we would stand there and we'd all be in our jerseys. See, the thing is, a lot of times Christians want to be on, on our team, the, the, the winning team, the Christian team, but they want to be for some reason on the other team. And so it's like they're part of our school, part of this team, but they're over there standing in their huddles, they're wearing their jersey, and they go to practice with them, and it makes no sense because you're not on that team. That's the whole definition of church. Church isn't just the location that you come. Church is the fact that you're called out. God chose you, picked you out of one team, and placed you on another team. Uh, Jesus says this uh, in John chapter 15, Verse number 17, he says, These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hate you, you you know that it hated me before it hated you, which is such an interesting way to describe, um, because right now, Christian beliefs, depending on which arena of, uh, of the world you're talking about, is considered hatred. It is considered wrong. Why would you believe that? I don't understand. That's so hateful. Or it's, it's defined as violence just to simply believe what God said to believe. Um, and he says, If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. What he's saying here, if, if you're part of the world, if you're part of that in crowd, well, it makes sense that they would accept you and love you. That, that makes sense. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. You see, we're in the world, but we're not of the world because we follow Jesus. We have, we're going a different direction. He has called us out and be not conformed to this world. 1 John chapter 2, I want to read this to you. The Bible says in verse 15, love not the world, Meaning, don't give your care, your heart, to the world and what it's all about. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. What that means is, you've got one heart, and you can't be divided. You, You have to choose who you're going to love. And if you love the things and the values and the desires of the world, then that means, by default, you're not loving God. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You understand? You can't be divided. The Bible says here, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. God calls Christians out to be different. He says, come out of there and follow me. Follow me. And we follow him because he loved us. We loved him because he first loved us. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, puts it this way. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? I surely don't think that we're ever going to bring a Buddha statue in this church building. That would be weird. It wouldn't make any sense, would it? Does anybody think that would make sense? It wouldn't make sense because they don't belong together. They're very different. They're, they're contrasting. They're totally opposites. The Bible says here, for ye are the temple of the living God... As God has said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. There's a principle in the Bible that says that the world and the Christians are different. And we're different because we follow Christ. Christ has different values than the world has. The world values division. Jesus values love. The world's up for a good fight. We should value loving others. The world values sensuality. It's okay. It's normal. It's, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, Jesus values purity. The world values serving self. Jesus values service to others. The world values desiring possessions and pleasure. Jesus values goes the complete opposite way, and he says the most important thing you can value, he says hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's a different value system. The world values fighting. Jesus values peacemaking. Blessed are the peacemakers. The world values confusion. The idea that uh, the world is very confused, is it not? Uh, The world is confused mainly because there's no standard of where do we gain guidance and wisdom from. Jesus values order and intentionality. The world values my truth. Now, out there right now in the world, the, the teaching is simply, when you ask what is right or what is wrong, it's, ah, I'm not the one to say. I can't say. I can't define a single thing. I can't, I can't say something's right or wrong. Right or wrong is just de- decided in your heart, whatever you feel. Whatever you feel is true, that, let that be true for you. They call it my truth. Living my truth. I'm, I'm, living, I'm living for me. I'm living for my thing. Well, here's the thing. If you are called out, it says come out from among them and be separate. The idea is we decide to unsubscribe from that way of thinking and we subscribe to God's truth instead. Does that make sense? Uh, and and this, is a, this is a foundational principle and I, I speak to the graduates. I speak to, because you know what? Uh, those of us older people in here, I don't know, I'm going to let myself in with the older people today. I usually try to avoid it. But uh, those of us that are older, we've already made a bunch of mistakes. We've already tried this thing. We've, a lot of us have already said, hey, let me try to do both. Let me go two different directions. Uh, we can't do that. We, we need to make, draw some boundaries for ourselves, some lines in the sand. We say, I, I'm not going that way. I'm going to serve the Lord. And part of that is that we follow Jesus. We're, we're not following friends we're not following influencers. We're not following entertainment culture. Th- those things, uh, that may be happening in the world. And you know what? We should expect those things to happen in the world. We should expect all that to go on. But we have to realize that we go a different direction. You understand? That's just not the church. The church is not the world. They are two different things. So why should you unsubscribe? Number one, because of who you follow. You follow Jesus It's totally different than the world. But number two, simply put, um, because of what we believe, what we believe, and that being the Bible. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In our passage in Romans 12, the Apostle Paul says, hey, I'm, I'm begging you, because of what God did for you, don't be conformed to this world. But the second half of that verse says this, but be ye, say it out loud, transformed. Transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I just want to point out that we've all come into this Christianity thing believing lies of the world. We come in with a different perspective. We come in uh, with, with, with some things we picked up. We pick them up from our friends. We, we pick them up from the news. We, the things we believe and the way we view the world is different before Christ. But when Jesus saves us, he calls us out of the world And we begin this process, Uh, it's a big word called sanctification, but the process, the idea is that God takes you right where you are, and he's going to help you become more like Jesus, because you're following Jesus, and the way that he helps you become more like Jesus is he transforms you by renewing your mind. He says, I want to take the Bible, the Word of God, and I want to uh, get it into your mind. He, He takes it into your brain, and the idea is that God's truth combats the lies that you once believed. The idea is that we don't follow the world, we follow Jesus, but we don't believe what the world believes. We believe what the Bible says. Does that make sense? Some of you are going to go through life, and I say this knowing that God can help all of us in here not do this, but you know what? We, we go through life and we, we walk on such unsure footing. We're going to walk through life confused, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to hurt ourselves, we're going to do things we wish we'd never done, create regrets that we, we in, our, in our 30s, that we wish we never would have done. And the reason being is because you're, you're walking on a, a, an unsure foundation, it's that sinking sand the Bible describes. God has given Christians, he called them out of the world, and he has given them a sure foundation to stand on. Um, there's there's something hard like this concrete stage we stand on it and it's not going anywhere okay Um, it's not it's it's sure it's something we can step in and count on and it's good for us the Bible is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path when when God has called you out of the world God calls you out of the world to affect your thinking he transforms you by changing your thinking according to the Bible Uh, On our website as a church, we listed some values that we have, and one of our values, and this was our number one value that we are standing behind, is that this church is a truth-sharing family. We're a truth-sharing family, and here's what we say. We define that by saying, we believe the Bible has the power to transform lives, and it is our authority above culture, tradition, and opinions, we don't simply believe the Bible is a good book. We don't simply believe like, oh yeah, that's worth reading. It's not, this doesn't land on the same level as like Harry Potter, okay? It's not just a book. This is the Word of God, and that's where we stand, and that's what we need to believe as a a church family. We believe it's a perfect book. It's inspired that means it's God-breathed. So when you read these verses, we don't read them as just someone else's opinion or some old church guy back in the day wrote something. It's not just a quote you found on Pinterest or anything like that, though you may find a good Bible verse on Pinterest. That is not what this—it doesn't land in the same territory. We believe this is God's Word that we take it as such. And, and if culture is teaching something is right when the Bible says it's wrong— as Christians, you're called out of culture and you say, I'm going to believe something different. I'm unsubscribing from that belief. Does that make sense? And we believe what the Bible says. That is the foundation of our lives. It's not a book of suggestions for us. It is a book of authority and instruction from God about how to live. Being called out is, a, is, a, is about allowing the Bible to shape your thinking to shape your political beliefs, to shape your attitudes, to shape your priorities, and to shape your behavior. We're following Jesus, and as we're following Jesus, he said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And we read Jesus' words in here, and we read the words of his apostles, and we, we follow this book. This is our guide. Does that make sense? So when your life is contradictory to this, what do we do? This is the question every one of us faces every day, multiple times a day. Whether it's when you're angry, what do you do? Well, the world says, "Ah, you're just that way. You're a red-blooded, hot-blooded Irish person," or I don't know what they say. And they, (laughs) I just made that up. Uh, And they, you know, the world says you're just that way. Well, the Bible says, "No, no, renew your thinking. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind." You know, Uh, if. Uh, If if it comes out of your mouth and it's not edifying, don't say it, right? The the Bible has guidance on every aspect of our life. So I ask you this morning as Christians, I ask you this morning, graduates, as you're going off to college, as you're going into the world to work, how is your relationship with the Bible? If God has saved you, that means he's called you out of the world. And every one of us is going to go out there to face a world that is led and controlled by our mortal enemy who's trying to steal, kill, and destroy everything in our lives. And he's going to try to shape your thinking. Are you allowing God to renew your mind, to transform you according to his word? Do you need help parenting? Do you, do you need help dealing with conflict in your family? Has someone betrayed you? Do you have questions about what happens after this life? parents, when your kids come to you and ask you questions, where do you go for your information? Where do you go for the answer? Where, what is the final answer in your life? And the thing is, the defining characteristic of a Christian is that what we say, when we have a question, we say, well, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? When, when something is being taught, and I, I am not getting into the news, that is not the point, when something is being taught in schools, when something is being pushed on social media, you have to ask yourself, as a discerning Christian, as somebody who's called out, you say, I'm called out, I'm following Christ, I believe the Bible, and they're telling me this, and this isn't quite, I don't, I don't know if that's right or not. What do you do? You have to come back to the Bible and you look it up. You figure it out. You, you figure out what does God say. And when you come to that and you realize that God says something different than the culture, you have to decide at that moment in time, well, then I am no longer gonna believe what the culture is saying on this. Even if it, the Bible says the, the world hated you, me me before hated you. Sometimes your opinion and your belief, because you believe the Bible will be in complete opposition to what is being taught as normal and even loving and caring for people in the world. Do you understand? Uh, You have to, you are going to have to make a decision, every one of us, am I going to be a, a pick and choose Christian or am I going to be a Bible Christian? Does that make sense? We, we have to decide is, is, is my faith something that I just like because it's a nice thing in my life, or have I truly decided to follow Jesus and believe the Bible? That is a defining characteristic. We have to uh, follow that way if we're going to be God's called out people. He's called us out. When it comes to the Bible, when it contradicts my lifestyle, I submit myself to the Bible. When it contradicts the culture, I stand with God's word. Um, I, I want to uh, end with one passage, Proverbs chapter three. I want you to turn there in your Bible. This is an interesting message, and um, it, it's interesting for me because I have this. I understand the Apostle Paul when he was he was talking to the, the church. He was like he said, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I beg you, you had." a Christian leader talking to God's people, and he was begging them, give your life to God. Don't be conformed to the world. Let God transform your thinking. And he was like pleading with them, please, please, please. We should be people that do not have to be begged to be Bible believers. Do you understand? If, if, if you are a Christian, I, I'm, I, I don't want to put the responsibility on me to, to pull the rope and say, please come. Please, please do what's right. Please stand for what's right. I want to put it back in your court right now. Because you know what? You have a freedom to choose. You have an ability to say, you know what? I will unsubscribe. I am not participating. I choose to be a Bible Christian I choose, listen, I may not know it all I may not be right about it I I may not know I may be new to this thing but I am following Jesus and I'm going to listen to what he has to say does that make sense? You have the freedom to choose today and you, each one of us is gonna walk out of here and man, I'm so thankful that we get a great Memorial Day with good weather, praise God for that. And you know what? I'm, I'm thankful that we got to uh, remember why and we, man, we don't take it for granted uh, what happened and the sacrifices given. We get these, this opportunity to live a good life but you're gonna walk out of here today and you're gonna make a choice and you, you may walk out here and uh, your spouse says something to you that's a little cross are you going to follow Jesus? Are you going to allow God's word to change your attitude? Are you going to allow God's word to change what you believe? Some of you are going to a college that is on purpose teaching things in classes that are anti-God, anti-Bible. You are going to have to make a choice whether or not you stand here or not. That's not my choice to make for you. That's your choice to make. We, we, we do baptism and I, I, love, uh, I lo- love when we do water baptism up here and people come up here and it, they, they sign up. They, make a, they take time out of their day and they go on and they, they sign up and say, I am a Christian and I want to tell everyone else that I'm following Christ. It's such a good example. But you know what? Many of us, we were baptized years ago. And we, we, were, we were so excited, and we said when we got baptized, Lord, I'm following you. You made me new. You called me out of the world, and I'm going to follow you, God, with my life. I give you my life. And we were called out, and God, God saved us. But at some point in the road, we've just kind of let things slip. And I know the Bible says that, but it is getting really there's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to conform, a lot of pressure to be just like the world. And you've got to decide. Click that button, unsubscribe. Whenever you're on YouTube, you know uh, maybe maybe you used to be interested in a certain hobby, and uh, you you got sick of it, you got tired of that hobby. So all these videos continue to come through your your feed on on whether on Facebook or YouTube. Where you once push a, a subscribe button, there's a there's a new button there, and it's an unsubscribe button. You you deliberately click and you say, you know what? I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to, li- I don't want to listen to those videos anymore. I-, I just want to opt out. I'm just, no, no thank you. It's not for me anymore.